In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity in the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him, for he has shown his mercy to us. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Ah, Nicodemus. He was confused. There was something different about Jesus, but Nicodemus could not quite put his finger on it. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Nicodemus was right. God the Father was with his only begotten Son, incarnate in the womb of Mary, and now ministering and catechizing the people. But Nicodemus was still confused. You must be born again? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Do not rely on human reason. It will most often get you into trouble. What was Nicodemus really confused about? Nicodemus was confused about God's love. His reason could not grasp the depth of God's love. He was confused about who God is, about the things that God does. Apart from faith in Christ, Born of the gospel by the word and spirit of God in holy baptism, we cannot know who God is. Nor can you or I understand the depth of God's love for the world. To be born again is better translated to be born from above, to be born of God that emphasizes his action. So Jesus was teaching Nicodemus about the miracle of faith. Apart from God's word and the regeneration of holy baptism, we cannot really know God. And frankly, we cannot really know or understand ourselves. And like Nicodemus, we cannot believe, we cannot know, we cannot trust in, we cannot rely upon the love of God in Christ. The Holy Spirit must bring us to this faith. Jesus taught Nicodemus that the Holy Spirit blows like the wind. 
By God's word, the Spirit works regeneration. The Spirit draws us by the word to holy baptism, calls us to repentance, and we are born from above by water and the Spirit. How can these things be? They're a miracle. A miracle. A miracle. Faith is a miracle. Love for Jesus and for one another that is born out of faith in Jesus is also a miracle of the Holy Spirit and a manifestation of the loving nature of God in us. So love for our enemies, for our persecutors, for our slanderers is also a miracle of the Holy Spirit produced by that precious word of love called the gospel. Jesus says to see the kingdom of God and to enter the kingdom of God are both references to the miracle of faith that the Holy Spirit works in the hearts of sinners by water and the Word. So to see and to enter is to believe and to love the Lord Jesus. That's a belief that is reliance, it is dependence, it is a faith that entrusts itself to God in the face of the bitterest suffering that comes into our life. Everlasting life is God's promise to everyone who believes in Jesus, loves Jesus, keeps Jesus' word. We must be born from above to truly know and believe in Jesus. And the God who so loved the world that he demonstrated that love by the offering up of his only begotten Son in the power of the spirit of love who proceeds from the Father and the Son. Jesus' catechesis of Nicodemus climaxed in one of the most familiar passages in all of Scripture, and you know it, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Given the times in which we live and the occasion of the celebration of the Holy Trinity, given the chaos in the world in man's own difficulty understanding who he is as man and woman and marriage and family, we need to revisit these words. God so loved the world. The God of whom Jesus speaks is the Holy Trinity. We heard it last week, you know, to, to cling to his words, we will come to him Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we will make our home with Him. The one God in three persons whose nature is love, pure love. The world and all that is in it is created by the God of love, God the Father, a love that is so generous beyond measure or our ability to completely fathom at the center of the world that God created is mankind, made in his image and likeness, male and female. The image and likeness of the triune God of love. 
there are no such thing as races of people. The white race, the red race, the yellow race, the brown race, the black race, it's all a lie. There is only one humanity, descended from Adam and Eve. He was formed by God from the dust of the earth. Eve was fashioned out of Adam's side. It is God who brought them together to become one flesh. And every human being who has ever lived is a descendant of Adam and Eve. We were created by God to live in God's selfless, self-giving, sacrificial love, which is his by nature, but by a miracle of divine grace, he not only shares with us, but by the word and spirit of God draws us in to this holy communion and fellowship of love with the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a true family of loving persons. And we're made male and female to come together in the bonds of holy matrimony and for the gift of life and the procreation of children, a truly holy family of loving persons. But when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, you and I, together with our parents and all descendants from him, became thoroughly corrupted by sin. And sin by its very nature, is the antithesis, the opposite of what God's self-giving love is by nature. Sin is selfish. It is self-centered. It is always self-justifying, self-defense. The works of the sinful flesh are, according to St. Paul from Galatians 5, Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Other than that, man's pretty good. But what you ought to notice about that description that Paul gives in Galatians 5 is how Every one of those things is fundamentally the worship of self to the exclusion of everyone else, which is not love, but actually hatred that breeds death. It is not the fruit of being made in the image and likeness of God, the fruit of faith in the Lord Jesus. It is rather bent in upon itself and it leads to destruction. The Ten Commandments teach us what is good and right. In its positive description, what love looks like, which is always moving out to the other, and its negative prohibitions, what sin and selfless, selfish love looks like. But here is what Nicodemus did not understand. It appeared to him as if God was working in Jesus. And he was right, of course. For Nicodemus, who could do the kinds of things Jesus was doing? Not only the miracles, but the way in which he reached out to the lost, to the people, frankly, that Nicodemus would rather not have had anything to do with. But if God were with Jesus, 
To Nicodemus, God is doing the things I don't expect God to do. That is Nicodemus' own, own sinful flesh and tainted human reason at work. Jesus reaches out to sinners of every sort. And he does so not to confirm them in in their sin, but to save them. And then to give them a new life, which is not characterized by the service of self, which is indicative of sinful humanity, but service to the neighbor, and especially to the undeserving and the unworthy, which is indicative of what it means to be made in the image of the triune God of self-giving sacrificial love. So Jesus' explanation is simple to Nicodemus' question, how can this be? How in the world can this be? Jesus says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is spirit or spiritual or of the Holy Spirit. You see these being born from above is to be born from the Spirit. The list of the works of the flesh that St. Paul had in Galatians 5 is a description of what is characteristic of all sinful humanity, regardless of skin color, culture, or country. The flesh of all sinful humanity is bent inward in selfishness and pride. From Adam's fall to the Tower of Babel to the peasants and nobility of the medieval ages, to the caste system of India, to the tribalism of present-day Africa, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. We are all cut from the same cloth. But this mass of sinful humanity is who God so loved and demonstrated his love in the gift of his only begotten son. How can this be? How can it be that God would love this humanity, this people? That's what Nicodemus was confused about. How could God love sinners the way This Jesus seems to love sinners and reach out to them to reclaim them and to save them and to give them new life. How could Jesus reach out to people who are full of hatred and murder, injustice, jealousy, envy, outbursts of wrath, Samaritans and Gentiles? But he does. No one can truly know God, the Holy Trinity, and the love of God in Christ unless he is born from above. A miracle must take place. It is the miracle of grace. The miracle of the Lord's forgiveness that touches the heart of the sinner who has been brought to understand that apart from Jesus, he is desperately and hopelessly lost. But in Jesus... There is life and salvation from God the Holy Trinity. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the upheaval of our age, of our times, is actually not unique. To be sure, the names and the circumstances may have changed, 
but the sins of the flesh remain the same. More importantly, however, the love of the Holy Trinity, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, remains the same, constant. And that is good news indeed. The more intense the times get in which we live, the more insane nonsense that we see perpetrated in the public realm, the more the church needs to preach and teach and confess and sing about the love of God in Christ and the blessed hope of salvation that is in him, a better way, a better life. The more we see society and culture unraveling before us, the more we need to pray for the miracle of repentance and faith that it be preserved in us and extended out to those who do not know Christ. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's what Jesus said. The more things change, the more things remain the same. On this feast of the Holy Trinity, let us embrace anew the love of God for all humanity, this sweet and eternal communion and fellowship of love shared among the persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and manifest to us most profoundly in the death of Jesus for our sins upon the cross. The confession of the Athanasian Creed over 1,500 years ago is as relevant today as when it was first confessed. And this is so because it is the truth. And as Christians, we rest upon the truth. Not as human reason understands truth, but as God's revealed word teaches truth. As this truth is evidenced in Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. We must always confess and stand upon this. It is necessary for everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, perfect God and perfect man. Although he is God and man, he is not two but one Christ, one, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity into God. What an amazing miracle of the love of God, the assumption of the humanity into God in the incarnation of the Son of God that we might have life through him. This is what the miracle of faith alone believes. In the incarnation of the Son of God, all of humanity, from every tribe, language, nation, and culture is embraced and redeemed from sin. How can this be? Because God so loved. We who descended from the one man, Adam, and fell into the horrors of sin and its devastating effect upon the world are redeemed and made new by the second Adam, Christ Jesus, the eternal Son of the Father, 
in the unity and power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.